so we're back, even though we were back last week as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're officially back through the, the wonders of podcast time travel. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the curious uh, asynchronous nature of recording and going away and having, having episodes in the bag. It's, it's a bit peculiar. But. It was fun to edit, taking out the bits where you talked about you were about to go on holiday, but it was the one that I released just after you got back. Nah, that must have been must have been tricky, but what, so well done. But yeah, no, we are back, back with a vengeance. Um, back to a normal schedule. <laughs> for for reference, we're recording on my first day back after a three week holiday or honeymoon, and it's yeah, it feels like back to earth with a bang. Bug reports, issues, things to be done. It's like I never left. Did you have a pile of? things that had built up while you'd be gone or did it you just kind of go back to normal mostly it was pretty smooth i mean we've got a good team that were able to handle anything that came up um and not really nothing major did come up with the stuff that i've been working on so i was able to sort of pick up where i left off there were one or two a couple of questions from some users and like two actual bugs to look at um one of which i'm still you know it's time zones so it's it's horrible but <laughs> No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, back into the swing of it now. So you're now staring down the barrel of the longest holiday you'll ever have, presumably. Yeah, it might be an indefinite holiday. <laughs> a permanent holiday. <laughs> While you look for a coding job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got a certain, certain deadline at which you know where you're going to be geographically. Yeah, so in two days after this, three days after this is released, I will know the, the area I'm going, and then I'm going to be... Yep, so you've got a plan of attack. What talk, talk, talk me through it. What have you got lined up? Uh, yeah. That pause is not reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. But have That's you got a so do you you've got a there's I've I've got my I've got my um You got a spreadsheet? You got it all, got it all lined up? It. Got a spreadsheet with one only five companies on at the moment. Uh-huh. So I could probably add a few more to that. And their websites, all their career website links. Mm. And then I've got my CV, which is just still a work in progress. Um, and I've been updating my... I updated my LinkedIn to um, to say that I'm open for work now. Because uh-huh. I figured we're close enough. And I got about five emails a day from recruiters. <laughs> So I might turn vultures off. there, vultures. <laughs> but that's good. No, you can use them to apply for some things that yeah that you might not have been. They're not on your targeted list, so they're not like things no, that you're too excited about. Which means that then you can use them as learning opportunities. That whole yeah. like application process. And who knows, you might find something amazing. But they're all based in London, so well, at I the think moment, I, part of me thinks you should do an interview anyway, like apply just to have done it. And even though you know for sure you're not going to take it. Yeah, Morally I just, ambiguous, I think, but I could not do that. No, I I would have well. Number one, I have zero motivation, mm. and number two, I'm not not that slimy. Nah. Could be a good <laughs> could be a good learning experience for you there. I'm sure it could, but I just mm. I couldn't. I wouldn't go through. I'd never go through with it. I know myself. It's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's part of the battle, isn't it? Know thyself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yes, I've got my CV that needs updating, which I'll probably send to you at some point. Absolutely, and we will talk about on air. Okay, I think. Yeah, Give, that that's what awful. that's what that's what people want. They want to, they want to hear him, hear your your CV picked to picked to pieces. No, all the all the embarrassing, terrible things you've written. I am a good team player, but work well as an individual. It's a, a full of stuff like that. 
Well, I should send it to you. I said it'd be better to do it this week, really. <laughs> Maybe change our plans. Yeah, why not? That ties in with what we've been. Uh... And it is actually very relevant, seeing as next week I'll be applying to jobs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. Well, there we Spontaneous. Go. <laughs> so how do we turn that into a question? What's the question? Um, how do you write a good CV? There you go. I've sent it. Well, I'll while you look at that. I'll, uh... This document has missing fonts. Oh well. I try to use a nice font. Yeah, I would just, say if you, yeah, no, that's good. No, that's good. If you use a nice font, be sure to save it out as a PDF to send it because then the font vectors get embedded in, um, and it's still copy pasteable. But yeah, you don't have to worry but about surely licensing Mac issues. To Mac should should be fine. I didn't download a font for it. Mm. It's just Roboto oh, slab. So yeah, oh, I don't think I have. I don't think I have that one. So oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> But basically, yeah, never, ever rely on someone having a font. That's the first rule of web development, <laughs> front end. <laughs> if you're doing design stuff, no one well, will have about, the font that you want. I know about the CSS. You line, you line up the different... Yeah, you have the fallbacks and... Yeah. yeah. Right, so let's have a look. Ba, 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 ba. So immediate first impressions. At the top, you just have a little paragraph that says something... puts everything into context. First impressions. After the little bit at the, at the top where you say who you are, like your name and your contact details, I would then have maybe a small paragraph that just puts everything in context. Because at the moment, you're just looking in, boom, work experience straight away. If someone's seeing this without any context at all, they're going to find that a bit peculiar. Well, not peculiar, but... Uh, but don't, don't you have a cover letter? Yes, but also accept the fact that the cover letter is going to be... You want to personalise the cover letter for a start. Yeah. And also, they're two, they, might, they might get separated. Someone might just be looking at just your CV. We should be mm-hmm. braced for that. Literally two sentences. I'm thinking that maybe two sentences, perhaps. Just saying, putting in the context that you are a professional person. You're, you're a teacher. You have a, you have a trade. You're transitioning and you've been learning. And then sort of say how long you've been doing Python stuff for. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, copy, the copy of that might have to be uh, massaged and... I was just going to leave it like that. Yeah. So I've just written professional person dash how long I've been doing Python. Yeah. <laughs> but the, 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 the reason for it is it's just a little bit that puts the rest of the document into, into context and answers the, like the big questions people are going to be looking for up front is do they, have, they want to have a sense of who you are for a start and they want to know what your experience is and how much, what level you're at when you come in. So to say yeah. how long you have been doing Python stuff it's probably is good and also that you're not someone who's coming fresh out of university you are coming out of a, an already successful career mm-hmm. but how to yeah, yeah that's going to be the tricky part in the cover letter is how to spin that in a I love programming not I hate teaching that's the <laughs> that's going to be the the spin so, well don't yeah. say it on here because yeah, yeah. you want you want you want you want to be you want to be successful and you want to appear successful and professional but you don't also want to but at the same time, that then raises the question, oh, well, if you're so successful, why are you leaving? Yeah, tough, tough nut to crack, I imagine. Mm. But I will, okay, so that's something I need to get to. But that, let's focus, should we focus on CV first? Yes, yeah, of course. Maybe we could do cover letter later. Yeah, and the cover letters are more specific to the yep. place that you're actually applying to as well. So you want to judge the tone based on the company, but um, mm-hmm. there should be plenty of, st- I mean, to be honest, Tailor the CV to <laughs> tailor the CV to each application as well if you can if you've got the time. Yeah, um, and the way you start by doing that is you look at the the list of requirements that are on the job advert, and you try and get as many of those keywords in there as you can. 
which is not, I don't think is as cynical as it sounds. I think it's a way of positioning your, just, just optimally positioning yourself. Because often, like, how many times have you seen the word front end written down and how many times has it been formatted slightly differently? Like front space end, front capitalized, end capitalized, hyphenated, all one word run together. Just little things like that that can just make it absolutely clear that what you know is what they know. Yeah. Or what you what you know is what they want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't don't leave any wiggle room um, for them to to look at it and go, oh well, is that what we're after? Because <laughs> as soon as they start asking questions like that, I think there are that many applicants for entry level positions that you might that, that is they've just just not to. got time for it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I will add in a little paragraph explaining mm-hmm. who I am, how long I've been doing Python, why I'm changing. No, too much. Uh, maybe too much of there. Save that for the cover letter. Yeah, I think this CV should be hard facts. Yeah. Okay. So then my and then so my first heading was work experience, as you said, mm-hmm. and I struggled with this because <laughs> I mean I've got more work experience than I've put here, but I don't want to put stuff like I've worked at Sainsbury's. For oh no, year. no, yeah, cut all that <laughs> stuff. This should be. Well, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This should be succinct and to the point, and everything should be relevant. Yeah, but I've obviously had to put music teacher because I mean, oh yeah of course yeah yeah I, I wouldn't have anything else to put <laughs> but at the top my first bullet point is my mentoring for the python bundle yeah but i, I don't know it's not really a yeah. real job <laughs> tiny thing i would ditch work from work experience and just put experience okay it's gone yeah because uh, there would be some argument that some of the mentorship isn't work per se Though it, it pretty much is in my book, um, but also then by just saying this is my experience, you can then roll in maybe a bigger one of your personal projects into that. So maybe the podcast becomes something that is part of your just your experience section, mm-hmm. and then personal projects is slightly different. Yeah, because I haven't got the podcast on here at the moment. Oh no, I do, but it's just a, just as a link. Yeah, but I think yeah. having evidence of being exposed to a wider developer community. So. Through the podcast, you've been to conferences, you've met developers, you've talked to developers, and it's a good yeah. uh, it's a good bit of it's a good data point that you are sort of engaged in the industry. I think it's worth having in there. Mm. And I did want to put somewhere like all the meetups I've gone to, but I don't know if that is relevant. Mm, I would, f- yeah, I don't know. I think that is worth phrasing delicately and putting in the cover letter. I think, yeah. That's just as a, a kind of a sh- to show how enthusiastic you are and how much time you're putting into what you're doing at the moment. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got so I can now I've changed it to experience. I can leave mentor for Python bundle in there, um, and then I put music teacher. Obviously, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if maybe you do it the other way around. You have music teacher up front and center at the, at the top because. It's more That's, serious. It's more serious. <laughs> it's not more serious, but it is serious, and it's, well, it's more. It's a real job, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. So in, instantly, the impression that someone's getting, they're scanning through this. You get your little short paragraph, so they know a little bit. They've got some idea of what they're expecting to read, and then, boom, hard demonstrable experience of actually turning up to a job, and working hard for many for for four years or however long it however long it's been. Yeah. Um, okay. Because okay. you're, you're setting, you're, you're telling a story here, and then. You get after that. You get once you get past the music teacher thing, and then apart from the maybe the little bit at the bottom that will have qualifications and such, it's all the story. Then is all code altogether. It's all mm-hmm. about your programming. Okay. Yeah, yeah fits. Yeah. Okay. 
I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, yeah, yeah. It, in the grand scheme of things, we're talking about things that will make marginal. We're just talking with marginal gains, like tiny little improve, tiny little improvements. That's what it's all about, though. All these marginal gains, they add up to uh, big gains. Well, that's the plan. That's the, that's the yeah. dream. But there's also the chance that you know, you've got, uh, put it put it into context and know that yeah, if someone if you're re- if you're perfect for a role and someone's looking at it, they're going to try and it will be clear no matter how you format your CV I think oh I, I've looked at CVs before and the amount that just get thrown away yeah you just want to avoid this is what you want to avoid avoid, avoid yeah. it being thrown away immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I suppose the thing is you're going to be by the nature of the fact that this is going to be your first development job if you're qualified for the job that means that then there's the level of, the amount of people who are qualified who are also qualified for it is quite high there's going to be a lot of people that can apply so these little marginal things are going to all be very useful and add up um yeah. and then so what these documents about this cv and your um cover letter that you send they are about differentiating yourself really um i didn't find it quite hard to write it initially because i wasn't sure what to put on it as someone as someone changing career hmm. what do you put on your cv <laughs> when yeah. you've not actually done anything <laughs> well, related related to I mean, I've done stuff, but mm. nothing official, shall we say. I've not done anything official related to coding, so I, I found it quite hard to. to it is, it out. It's a tough challenge, and it's one that a lot of people coming into the industry face. But remember that it's something that a lot of people have faced in the past. So many people are self-taught, and so many people have transitioned from other careers. You're not the first person to be doing this, so you don't have to. It's not your job to prove that this is a good idea and it's possible. You just have to mark yourself out as a good candidate, and. Mm. Um, I don't think that's going to be hard. I think you're an impressive person, so you need. <laughs> so well, thank you, you very you can, much. You just need to put that into. Oh work. yeah, sorry, I forgot <laughs> to put the quotes from my brother. Brother. <laughs> that could be right at the top. Brother says I'm impressive. That'll Boom. be right under my name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know how well that would go down. <laughs> okay, and another broad piece of advice that I'm I've not. I'm not, it's not specific to this, but just to generally, if you're editing this document and you're writing other things similar, is to not uh, try and avoid platitudes if you can. Like the things that everyone is going to put in, like the the cliches that you get on CVs. Passionate. That people are immune to. Yeah, people are immune to that now. So you read something like that and it doesn't mean anything. What you want to focus on are the hard facts because you've got enough, even though you in your mind you're thinking you haven't done much, you haven't got any experience of coding, you've been doing this for nearly two years now, more than two years, something like that? No, a uh, year and three quarter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, either way, that's a, a long amount of time to be doing things and to get involved in conferences and to run a podcast about coding and to just be in the world of programming for that length of time is something that come, that has value, has value to employers. So experience, do we think... Maybe I should talk about the podcast then. Yeah, or? I would put the podcast in experience. So I would say you start with your music teacher stuff, um, and I, you're already um, steering. I can see in, the, in what you've written, you're already steering that towards how you've done Python and coding club stuff, which is great. So already starting to tell the story of this is someone who is passionate. You want them to come away. You want them to read this document and come away thinking, "Oh, this man is passionate about coding," even though you've never used the word passion. <laughs> Or passionate. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. Show don't tell. That's that should be your guiding thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just said 
for those listening at home, I said, mm-hmm. as well as all the duties of a classroom music teacher, I run a weekly coding club for students. And then the rest of the paragraph is me talking about what I did, what I do in that coding club, as opposed to talking about how I'm a music teacher. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right. I think that's the, the good waiting, I think. Just the fact that you are you are you are a teacher and you have been for that amount of time speaks for itself. Focus on the the code relevant stuff. Um, so I would I would flesh out. So what, you've got your personal projects bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got your well, you, what, how you've structured it at the moment is you've got a link to your GitHub, you've got your blog, a link to your blog, a link to the podcast, and then three of your little things with just a. a bullet point list of uh technologies that you've used i would maybe flesh that out because this is the section that is kind of proving these are the these are the skills that people are looking for the hard skills so maybe turn rather than just a list of like just a short maybe a short sentence about what it actually is yeah yeah and how you've used those so rather than just i have that what you want to avoid is someone thinking, oh, this person has copied a list of bullet points from a tutorial and wrote, written them down, list of technologies. You need to, in by, by the way that you talk about them, show that you understand what they are and that you're using them in the correct way and you're not just kind of blindly copying something out of a tutorial. I've just written Postgres and SQLite. I love it. Enjoying, mm-hmm. a, enjoying my relational databases. <laughs> Oh, this is all the stuff that they're going to, you're going to have to talk about in the interview and prove that you yeah. you know all this stuff. So how, how you've got your blog, which is edhazelding.com, uh, and then not, you're talking about your own website. Are they the same thing? Yeah, I want to rename this because it's not really a blog. Yeah. But then if you're talking about it then below in the context of how you've built it, that's the point. That's when you should link to it. Save yourself a line of text. So how I've used the... So for each of my projects that I've done, I want to say what it actually does and how I've used the tutorial. I mean, I've some of these, like the scales one, is based on a tutorial, but, I mean, well, it's, it's changed mm. beyond recognition now. But says, should I talk about that? So I started with a tutorial or just say... I think if it has changed beyond recognition, I would lean into the fact that it's wholly your own now, I think. Yeah. Because as soon as you say the word tutorial, people are going to think, oh, they've copied everything along and they've changed a couple of colours and such. Uh, but yeah. I can, uh, having seen the code that you've written for the scales app i think that it's fair to say that that is all your own work now really at this point um so yeah i'd keep that not keep it quiet but i don't it doesn't you don't need to know what the what the boilerplate that you began the project with was yeah um maybe if i'm talking about it in an interview it would be more yeah yeah exactly yeah what you want another thing that you want your cv to be is a jumping off point for when you actually get in front of someone so that they have then a list of oh good questions to ask things to ask about hmm so you're basically okay. just trying to steer people towards the bits that you are comp- you're comfortable talking about. Yeah, um, I'd put your GitHub link in up with your email address and phone number at the top. I think that's a standard enough thing. You just add it on the next there, and because you're now talking about your, the podcast in your experience section, that then you had a sort of a block of links like personal site, GitHub, podcast. You can get rid of all of those then. And yeah, and what then we- I can move that link to there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is increase the information density of <laughs> of your CV because that is another thing yeah. I worry about is how long how long do you make a CV? I always aim for a page and can never fit everything I want to put in on a page, but it's a good like limit to be working towards. So then, if it ends up being two pages, you know at least you were trying to keep it down, and it's a good yeah. yeah. If you've got so much to talk about, it's probably a good thing that it blurs over. 
Yes. Okay. So that's so I've got a list of my personal projects. Those three at the moment. I guess if I if we get it done in, if we get anywhere in time, I can add the uh, weather app as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nowhere near live, is it? But maybe just a link to the. Oh, and it's not. We're not even public GitHub yet, is it? <laughs> no, no. There's no, there's, there's n- literally nothing to show for that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, I could talk about that. Um, and then I put. I wrote this CV a while ago, so I put open source, hoping that I had actually got involved in some open source. And we had a great episode on it, <laughs> so I've got lots of ideas. I just need to find the... Mm-hmm. I don't know if now is the time to... No, I think I would call that... That's a, that's a good way to get rid of a heading and a paragraph of text Yeah, um, that isn't really serving much of a purpose other than to show what yeah. you're interested in, which, again, you can put in the, the cover letter, and then when you talk to people, that'll come across naturally as you, as you talk to people. It'll mm-hmm. come out. Um, okay, and then so after that was, I mean, I didn't know whether to put this in, but I put it in. <laughs> it's the heading is self study, and then I've got five bullet points, and I just wanted to talk a bit about how I'd learnt about mm-hmm. the bits of coding. So I had fundamentals is the first one, then Python, Git, GitHub, SQL, JavaScript, HTML, CSS is the fifth bullet point, and then after each of them, I've just said like a couple of tutorials basically about where I've learned about these things. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Hmm. I, I wanted to put, I think it's good. To I wanted see to it, put that I'd done CS 50. <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> Just got to make sure you get that. Do you know I've done it. <laughs> you really should be sponsored. You should go, we should have like a little dollar <laughs> money sign. We can money <laughs> sound effect. We can ka-ching. <laughs> well, it's free course. So that'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the MIT one as well. Hmm. I think that's good, actually. I think having them broken up into like topics, so I would maybe say CS fundamentals, just to make it clear that it's mm-hmm. not just... Yeah, I don't know, fundamentals might be a bit vague. Um, Is that getting too much? If I add in Flask and Django to the list? No, I think, can they come under... I don't know, yeah, then suddenly you're just putting a... If they were in a more... If they are in a more condensed format... I think what we want to avoid is just being a list of buzzwords and then suddenly mm. it loses meaning. So actually, but conversely, by having less stuff on there, fewer items to talk about, you can talk about them in more detail and you get actually more information across about you and your learning. So maybe even like talk about Git maybe when you're talking about your personal projects. So maybe the little paragraphs in there expand a bit more. Um and put maybe maybe in in fact under the question of code, maybe under the art, the little item about the podcast, you talk about how you're using version we're using version control to main, to like run the podcast essentially. Um, so you roll that into that section, which allows you to take Git and GitHub out of the list of things of self study. Yeah. Because and to be honest, it's probably obvious I've hmm. done GitHub if I've got my GitHub link at the <laughs> top of the page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it? that information is already there and should already be clear that you're doing GitHubby stuff. But now to, to carry on, underneath that, we've got a section for formal education. I, my instinct is condense that as much as possible. So at the moment, I've got where I did my PGCE and mm-hmm. where I went to uni and my GCSEs. Uh, but not all of my GCSEs, just no. maths, English. No A-levels? I, uh, oh, yeah. didn't think about it. I just, I just wanted to put maths and English GCSE because that seems like quite a common thing that you need. Mm. No, my A-levels weren't that good. Just say three A-levels from three three A-levels from a school. <laughs> three A-levels, 
So could I just say... I'd say maybe three A-levels and G- uh, three A-levels and ten GCSEs or however many it was. Nine. Yeah. Honestly, my experience in the real world is that no one cares about GCSEs. I mean, people... It's a tick box to know that you've got them to like prove that you, you went to school and you weren't running truant. But yeah, it's not important. So condense them to one line. And, and for all of that, I would maybe say, thinking about, again, thinking about the information density, maybe put where you studied on the same line and maybe italicize the the location or something. Uh, and also, you're at the level now where you've got you've got a degree and a teaching qualification and four years work experience as a professional. That will trump school education yeah. in terms of things that people are interested in. Yeah. If you had nine, uh, 10 A's at GCSE and four A's, a stars at A level, but then in the intervening years had done absolutely nothing, <laughs> didn't have a degree, <laughs> didn't have work experience, you'd be much worse off. Uh, yeah. Okay, so there we go, three lines. So we got that down from a whole big paragraph to three lines. That's yeah. good. And that's what this is about. This is the editing process is just trying to think about concision. How quickly can you get this information over? Yeah. Um, I, I weight it based on how much attention it's going to get when it's looked at. Like looking at formal education, particularly in kind of a software environment, if it's not a computer science degree, people aren't really going to be paying massive amounts of attention to that, I don't think. So have it there so that they can look at it, but don't make it so that it's taking up loads and loads of lines of page. If you can make that concise and you can just say, look, these are the things. If people want to, need, if people need more information, they can ask. If people want to know, oh, well, what exactly, what were your three A levels and what were your nine GCSEs? If they care, they'll ask. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and then my final section was volunteer work, skills and interests. Just and I've, I've I got this format just from googling. Mm-hmm. What should a CV look yeah, like? Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't written one. And as a teacher, you generally don't need to. You get given the application form and you fill yeah. it all in. <laughs> and you might find as well as you're applying to jobs that a lot of places are, they have quite thorough for online forms to fill out. Yeah, but generally it will be attach a PDF of your CV at some stage along the line. <laughs> um, but sometimes, and if the if the application process has quite an involved form, then that will trump whatever CV you're uploading. So the CV then becomes a tick box exercise almost just as a belt and braces way to double check that you're actually taking this seriously and you've not just filled out the form on a whim. Yeah. The exorcism, exorcism mentorship, which you've put down in volunteer work skills and interests. Yes. Uh, how different is that to the mentoring for Python bundle? Uh, quite different, I guess. Mm-hmm. So your experience section about mentoring couldn't just be mentoring and then Pybundle and exorcism and then mm. talk about them both at once. Yeah, could do. Okay. <laughs> I suppose it's the difference that the pie bundle is like a, like a proper Something job. That I am, is that? Yeah. I've, I had to fill in a lot of forms, and mm-hmm. I am getting paid to do that. Honest, honestly, I ditched tennis, violin, piano stuff. Yeah. Isn't I think, it nice to show? No, I think the idea of having hobbies and interests in a CV is a little bit, I mean, it feels to me like the kind of stuff you do when you're applying for a summer job at school. You're an adult. It's re- you. It's expected that you will have hobbies and interests. <laughs> I think um, it's taking up valuable real estate in your CV, and I don't. I think also it lowers the. If you feel like you have to pad, pad it with extra things, you should have enough. If you if you're good enough to have the job, you should have enough experience and enough things to talk about that are specifically about the work without having to go too much into those kind of things mm. yeah i don't think that i don't think that is adding anything and i think it is possibly 
cheapening the rest of it to have it in there. Do you know think it's adding something about like your personality because they don't know anything about me? Do they? That's what the cover letter's for. You express that through your writing style and be yourself. Be yourself and be a be a human being. Don't fall into cliches and uh, the kind of the regular platitudes that get rolled out on these kind of things. Mm. Trying to basically, if you Google it and <laughs> a whole load of things say, "Oh, if you're applying for a job, you should do these things," they're generally like everyone is going to if they're in the first it's on the first page of Google it's going to be nonsense it's going to be stuff that everyone's looking at and everyone's doing without thinking about it um, I don't think you need it okay so in that case uh, it's just volunteer work <laughs> special constable yeah because the entire at this stage your skills and interests are code <laughs> that's, that's what that's what this document is supposed to be conveying I think yeah would you not agree um, yeah okay it's good to show that you it's good to prove that you're a person but you can because there are so many avenues to get through to the process where someone's going to offer you a job where it matters whether you're a well-rounded person or not they're going to have met you and they're going to have spoken to you on the phone and they're going to have read your cover letter as well as having looked at the CV you don't have to cram everything into the one document have the confidence that this gets you in the door which then lets them know more about you Mm mm-hmm and it's the pro- okay. it's the entire pro- it's not just this one thing that's getting you the job it's the first step in a process. Yeah. So do you think there's anything else uh, you would is there anything else you would add hmm. sections or anything I might not have thought of that's I think relevant. The so what I'm looking at now the personal projects and the self study sections feel the most that's the that's where the meat is of saying you know how to code and you can code and you have experience coding. That's where it's that's where it's at in those sections there. So flesh those out a bit more, I think, if you can, without it taking up too much space. I like the amount of time that teacher and Python mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I like the amount of space that they've got at the top. I think that's the right amount of space for those. I think the the basic hierarchy of how you've structured this makes sense. But yeah, put more information into those personal projects and the self study section. Maybe merge them. I don't know if you can. I don't know if they'd merge into one or not. Um, I would say, yeah, to keep them separate for the time being and think maybe if your first draft runs long, it's probably better to have a long draft and then edit down the copy. Yeah. Like be, verbo- be verbose, say everything you want to say and then think about how you can condense it. Um, and then when, you, when you've condensed it as much as you can, then you start to do the kind of the formatting design tricks where you actually make the, make the document itself look professional and well laid out that's what i was going to ask next <laughs> was what should it look i mean obviously not what should it look like do you, how do you think it looks at the moment i think it looks professional at the moment um but it's too boring do i need a picture of me no you don't need a picture of you i don't think boring is the issue i think you can do like there's very subtle things like as a as someone who's got a design background and plays around with typography a lot it's my job to say that it's important <laughs> the mm-hmm. the the like the type hierarchy that you establish and like how headings are, are structured matters. Sub, it's not something anyone is going to look at and go, oh, we're taking, we're hiring this person because the typography on his thing was really good. They won't even notice. It will be sub, subliminal, subconscious. Yeah. But if it's really nicely typeset, that just helps. Makes it easier for them to read. You don't want them to notice in a negative way, do you? Yeah, exactly. Um, and the only downside to having to the version that you've sent me in pages is um, that it's just pretty default styling at the moment it doesn't look swish but that's not a problem you're not applying for a design position it doesn't need to be jazzy it doesn't need to be fancy 
Um, let's see if I can find. Shad Little, the Python logo next to my name. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I put my Twitter? Not got my Twitter on there. Is Maybe at the it? top, but only if it fits and only if it doesn't have much of a... I don't say anything bad on Twitter. Mm. I'm not one of these. I don't do any hot takes. <laughs> Can't find... I'm looking for a PDF version of my current or my most recent CV. Oh, here we go. Well, that'd be interesting to look at. Which did run over to run into two pages. Well, you've just got so much to say, Tom, haven't you? <laughs> I've got so many... C- oh, yeah. <laughs> CV stretching back to 2013. Wow. Actually, the first one I've got a PDF of is from 2014. Oh, and I did the I did the classic thing of having the little radio bar chart um, skills section. Let me, I'll send you that one because it's quite funny. The one you've got on your web, the one you've got on your website. No, no, this is like it was a trope a while ago of um, people would have little bar charts saying what their skills were, like Photoshop, eighty out of a hundred. Oh, I see. <laughs> CSS, yeah, ridic- ninety out of a hundred. A bit ridiculous, isn't it? How yeah. do you know what you are out of a hundred? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Opening yourself up to accusations of Dunning Kruger ignorance and such, um, but it's interesting to see. Yeah, and then the current one from 2018 when I last had a job. Tom Hazeldean. <laughs> there you go. You're talking about your hobbies and interests: beer, whiskey, and lettering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is on the one from 2014 that you're looking at. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah. That was. That was the one I was giggling at. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was sent to giggle at. Yeah, that's that is ridiculous. Looking back on it now, it's embarrassing. I mean, but this the second one you've sent me looks. It's a lot of writing. It is, but it gets the job done. Um, yeah, I would. I would maybe you might be able to steer away from that. But what I wanted my my deliberate choice was, I am going to avoid the cliche stuff. I'm going to avoid the over formality that CVs sometimes have, and I'm just going to make it me. So that you, if you if you take the time to read it, you have a, more of a sense of who you'd be hiring mm. and what they know. And I tried to put just a little, a little bit of sort of design flair in there in terms of making it look like a markdown document and yeah, and putting some icons and stuff in there. But tried to keep it as classy as I could. Yeah, it's quite nice. But without bragging, that got a lot of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It worked in the end. Um, and also, another, the only other things that I've got I would recommend is if it does run over two pages, make sure that your contact details are on the second page as well. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's printed them off and the two pages come apart, you want them to still be able to get a hold of you. Yep. And they want to you want to know that the two pages go together as well if they if they find them. So, I mean, I did that by having page one of two and <laughs> two of two <laughs> on mine, but that might be overkill. But make it clear that they belong together. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, at least I've got some stuff to do on mine. <laughs> yeah, and annoyingly, it was quite good. So there wasn't enough. There wasn't much stuff to shame you publicly. Shame you about <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. But if you want to follow along with us, just send us an email, and I'll be happy to send you a copy of what we're talking about. Yeah, and we could we can shove in my old one for laughs' sake as well, if people want to see <laughs> to see how not to see how not to do it. Talk about cover letters briefly, maybe. Would you? Would, what tips would you give for writing a cover letter? I can, my. I would try and avoid anything that sounds even remotely like a cliche. Anything that you feel like, is, anything that you're putting in just to sound formal. I don't think they need. I don't think formality is important in these documents. I think it's more important that they say who you are. If you're a fantastically formal person, 
and never hug and always handshake, which I applaud. And I think there should be more people like that. Then by all means, this is the place to, <laughs> to show that side of you. But don't force it because it doesn't do you any favors, I don't think. I think you're much better being natural in yeah. your so that that well, I'm talking about sort of how you phrase things and how you structure your sentences and what have you um yeah a good I think a good advice would be to write how you talk and what what are we what are we writing about you're writing you want to say why you're enthusiastic and passionate and why you're a really good fit for this specific job that's advertised and why you love that company mm. what I do with my teacher ones is I spend a long time on their website and download yeah. all their documents and their Ofsted report etc to read through them to get a feel mm. of how they are and then I write it I spend a lot of time reading about it before I even start writing it I would take that same I would take that same principle to blind tech jobs as well look at the companies know who these companies are and maybe try and find some of their developers or their dev team and follow them on Twitter and like have a look at just get a sense of how they behave and the kind of work that they're talking about and what is important to them because if you can then show that you're aligned with that, that helps. Or even if you think that they've got a glaring hole, you say, I, I, love, I really like the look of your company, but you've got a massive, great big blind spot, and this is why, and I can help fill that. That's just as compelling. Yeah. I was listening to the Code Newbies podcast, and someone was talking about this sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And they said, um, don't be one of the people that stops at page one of Google when you're researching a company. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> go, to, yeah. go to page two and page three and find out things that other people probably would not have spent the time to look at. Hmm. I thought that was a good piece of advice. Yeah, and also Google is not enough. Do a bit more kind of, not stalkery stuff, but like follow the organic trail of, like, like most companies have a team page where they talk about, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Follow the organic trail. Oh, yeah. But you know what I mean. Don't you know use what I mean. cliches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, yeah, you got me. <laughs> I spent too long hanging around with SEO people where they talk about uh, like paid paid traffic and organic traffic and search traffic. And, but yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's, that's what organic is in that scenario. But no, you <laughs> caught red I what you mean. Talking yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't talk like an idiot. <laughs> So you go to their website, you you yeah. see who works for them, you follow people on Twitter and all those things. Mm. Yeah, know what you're getting in for. I mean, some. I mean, the the best companies now have really good descriptions of, of like their mission statement and who they are and what their approach to hiring is. And you want to be working for someone like that. Somewhere, some of those people they sound they make their companies sound really attractive by doing the extra work and going the extra mile. It's your job as an applicant to do the same mm. in response. That is a good piece of advice. Thank you. That sounded really insincere. <laughs> so, that's a good piece of advice. That was better. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I think that wraps. It, I think that about wraps it up. For, for I think cover letters are a bit more simple, but it's important to remember that you are selling yourself to the company. So, a, you love the company. B, they should love you because you're great. Those things are what you want to be. Why do? You, why are you applying? Why do you code? All those yeah. things. Yeah. That's why. That's the way I've always done them. But that's why I just want to know the differences between. No, I think that transfers. I think that makes sense. That's a yeah. good. Yeah, there's good parallels there. Okie doke. Right. Do we want to? So I think that wraps up the the question, the impromptu question, which no one expected, not even us. <laughs> um, yeah. And do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about the weather app, Tom? 
Do I think you we can, we'll tease it because I have been thinking about it now. Now that I have, now that I'm We've not been thinking plan- about it. Yeah, which I was not before in the slightest. <laughs> now that I'm not, I, I've, I'm not about to speak at a conference. I'm not about to get married and go away for for two weeks. So no excuses. Yeah, I think more headspace is available. So expect things to happen. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat these words next week. I've done nothing yet again. <laughs> well, you can at least look on the Notion board. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at AQO Code. And our website is... AQOC.dev. Is that right? I don't know. I, I don't, You're right. I, I don't have that to hand because the DNS thing on my laptop... I need to restart my I laptop not to clear my, flush my DNS cache, so I never yeah. look at that version of it. Took me like three minutes to find the website the other day when I was trying to look to see what you'd done for the lightning episodes. <laughs> do you want to um be more? Do you want to say that more confidently? That's what I was going to say. AQOC dev. Tell your friends. Yeah. If you've got questions, get in touch. If you don't have questions, get in touch anyway. We'd love to hear from you. Don't be strangers. And with that, goodbye. Bye.